What's up, Vaughn? What's up? Much, man. So we are here for a new episode. Uh, first, quick shout out to Bison Energy Drinks, our show presenter slash sponsor. We really appreciate them. Um, why don't you tell them about our discount code, Vaughn? Well, and most importantly, we're back. You <laughs> didn't do it last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, you didn't. You didn't. I did. No, you didn't. Okay, whatever. Our discount code? Yeah. Dale, not Dale, for 10% off yeah. of every order. At checkout. At checkout. And and by the time you're hearing this, our website will be live, fingers crossed. And uh, from there, you'll have, we'll have some stuff on there. You can click straight from there to go to Bison and check out their products. You need to try the energy drinks. They are delicious. They are. And uh, so... We got a cool one today. Vaughn had an idea again. He's the brains behind this operation. <laughs> and so uh, we decided we're going to do a deer, Dale, not Dale. Yeah. Like take, a take like, on. Like, dear Abby, she's like, yeah. she's gives like great advice. So we're going to give better advice. We're going to give the greatest advice. The greatest. And she's got to be retired by now. She's got to be 90 something yeah. years old. You're played out, Abby. Yeah. Abby, sorry. It's Dale's show. It is. So, uh, yeah, let's kick to the intro music, man. All righty. You can't be in a bad mood when you listen to that. Dude, it's great. I mean, sometimes I just come in here and I just play it. We'll have Travis on the episode soon. We need to. That buddy of mine, that, that, uh, that's his song. So I want to ask him, what was his inspiration? It, Did he think about us? I think he probably recorded it after the podcast aired. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee it. It was just a thought, but you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so man, we're back for a new episode. I think this will be a fun one, man. It is. Yeah, and I, so I opened this up to our, uh, so one, I made a post on our Dale Not Dale Instagram. And then I shared it on my personal Uncle Dale Instagram. So, hey, yeah. questions, advice. I put in it was all my Facebook as well. So we had I had screenshot Vaughn all day, like anything I got, all the questions. Yeah. So got quite a bit of questions. We got a sheet here, about 10, 12 of them that we can uh, go through, answer. I mean, there's some that would be serious. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah. And then there would be some we're going to try to be full zone. I think I think we're pretty much answering everyone we got. This we, everyone we got, we're answering. But the hamster one, I'm going to answer that anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So when I did put that on there, you know, of course, I got a bunch of buddies that are foals from Westlake where I grew up, and uh, yeah, they had some interesting questions for them to ask. And so uh, we'll bring it up. We'll see what the time looks like. Yeah, but, let's do uh, that. But yeah, man. So uh, we wanted to have some fun. So this is the deer. Dale, not Dale segment. It is. Show. It is. Part one. Part one. Maybe we'll do more. Maybe we'll do more. If we get a lot of downloads, we're doing this again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think this is going to be really good, too. Because <laughs> there's some things on here that, have, you know, we're going to make something funny on every one of them. But there's some of them that are actually really good content to no, talk about. No, I know. There's some, like, I screenshot to you. And I, I mean, Vaughn even, he, like, he texts me. He's like, dude, I'm excited about this episode. I am. I and really so, am. So, uh, yeah, I think let's, let's get into it. Let's do it. This is episode 14, Dear, 
Dale, my Dale. Hashtag suck at Abby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Abby. Uh, hey, so the first one actually comes from a guy I know. Uh, Dale, his name's Dale's also. Uh, but he asked a few things about food, nutrition advice. Because, uh, you know, I'm a CrossFitter. And I'm a cross-sitter. Amateur, you are cross. <laughs> He's a cross-leg sitter. Dude, if you can't do it Indian style. Crisscross applesauce. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. We, get to, we have to be PC. Hey, so for years, I've worked out since I was, I got hard into it, like early 20s. Started working out. Got big, you know, got on some juice, things like that. You know, it's part of it. Uh did that, and then, you know, one thing you don't think about or you take for granted right. is the, uh, the, the the saying, you can't outwork a bad diet. Yeah. And, dude, I was stubborn for years. I was, like, I was always kind of big, but I was kind of fluffy, too, you know? Like, I was, I was never, like, yeah. I was, like, some cut person. You were plump. No, I wasn't like I was. I was just I was thick boy, man. I was thick. <laughs> I was just, boy was thick. You just had large bones, dude. I, was, I got big. Yeah. Well, but then I see my pictures. My face was fat. Like I carried my weight in my face. I'm like, oh man. I was like, I look like a fat boy. Yeah. And I, I don't like. That. I'm very self conscious about that, dude. I I carry my weight in my face too. That's yeah. the first thing that gets big, and it makes you look bad. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. And so, so fast forward. COVID hit for me. Yeah. Uh, COVID hit. And I was like, my buddy, I was working out with Chad at the gym. Out of the routine. It was just, uh, I wasn't getting anything out of it. We start working at his house because the gyms were closed. And he's an ex-Marine. So, dude, he had me running, which I hate. And we're working out in the heat every day. Dude, I started, like, during during quarantine, I think I was about 220, 225 then. Mm-hmm. And I got down to, like, 208, 205. Uh, man, I really leaned out because – the dude had me running, doing things I don't normally do. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, we did that for the whole 2020. And then uh, 21, we started, January 21, we started CrossFit. And that was kind of a game changer. And, I, man, I started seeing differences. And then and not until I got a nutritionist. Friend of ours, Felicia, I know your wife yeah. used her, Crystal yeah. used her. I mean, they kind of half-assed used her. Yeah. Uh, they, they paid her. They paid her. Yeah. But I, I went all in. Like, I was like. I, it was counting macros, and uh, you know we spoke every week. I sent pictures. I mean, but man, I made a big difference in how I look and my, my body transformation. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I, you know, you might pay a little money, but it, it's you got to find what works for you. Yep. I know you've done different things. Yeah. Uh, you did the keto deal. Keto, yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the keto for uh, most. It's not necessarily for weight, but. Um, it helps like my digestion. I feel better. I don't feel lethargic. I mean, it's just, it, it, it works for me and I do it periodically. Yeah. I never tried it. Uh, there's a guy I follow. We're hoping to get him on the podcast. Thomas DeLauer. Yeah. He's got like 3 million something followers. He's shredded, but he's a big keto guy. He was a bigger guy. He's been keto for like 12 years. I think recently he's made some changes and things and how he's doing stuff. He's got a big YouTube following. But uh, I've been curious about it. You you read all kind of different things. Yeah. But you got to find what works for you. Right. What worked for me was actually eating more. I ate more. Like I got up to like three thousand calories a day, and that was like with two hundred forty carbs. Yeah. Two hundred protein. I mean, it was a lot of food I was consuming. But 
what you're thinking is eat less to lose weight. But I actually, for me, working out and doing CrossFit, I had to eat more to fuel my body. Mm-hmm. And I was losing like a pound, pound and a half, a, like a week seemed like. Yeah. It was crazy. Like it just, it just blew my mind because you're like, why didn't I think about this years ago or not be an idiot, you know? Yeah. And, you know, most of it, it's very simple. Diets are very simple or anything. You burn more calories. Yep. Then you take in and you lose weight. Yeah. And if you don't, you don't. Yeah, that and, and if you want to bulk up, you eat in surplus. You right. have you take in more. Uh so I, I actually learned a lot. Uh and then since then, yeah, I worked with Felicia for man, like probably six months or longer. And uh we both kind of decided, okay, hey, it's time for me to go to the next step. I'm gonna either I'm gonna take a break. I took a break. I still kind of I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm eating every day. I don't track it like I should, but I gotta get back into that. Uh or Actually, Stephen McBee mm-hmm. was on the show recently. Dude, that guy got freaking down like 8% body fat. But he's just releasing like some videos on Instagram and things like that about fitness and like uh, about dieting. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of like, he's like, man, I'm not a scientist. I'm not whatever. He's a farmer. and But it worked. this worked for him and it's some, it's some easy stuff. He's like, you know, if you try to follow a diet or a fad diet or something like that, it's. Yeah. It's, it's easy to get out of it. So he put together this plan. I mean, dude, I, I need to send to you. It's like 23 pages. Like, this looks like something out of a muscle and fitness magazine. I, I, he, Somebody he's working with helped him out. Got it. I mean, he's got videos online now. That quick. So his workout plan? and No, it, it's not. I, he may put that out later, but this is all about nutrition and things like that. Like, he really dumbed it down to where uh, anybody can really read this. And, you know, mm-hmm. so... I'll get with him. I'll get the link and I'll share it because, like I said, man, it's it's some good stuff. I, I subscribed to his little newsletter, got the thing. I need to send it to you to check it out. I can do a uh, – I'm down to do like a 60-day McBee challenge. There you go. Well, see what happens. You got to go work on the farm. Well, obviously. <laughs> so that that's my food nutrition advice. That's what worked for me. You got to find what works for you. Uh, you know, maybe it's smoking crack. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but as long as you are eating healthy, <laughs> yes, you can smoke crack. Exactly. I mean, it's my thought. As long as you're getting your protein in, yeah, I think so. Crack ain't bad. Yeah, <laughs> crack ain't whack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was horrible advice. That was great. Oh, go pokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the next one we had was financial advice in starting a business. So. Uh, is I guess we're financial advice. So I can tell you from experience, um, I have really kind of learned from my family how, where to be from a financial standpoint. Um, I, quite honestly, if you look at um, – the stuff people spend money on that is that they'll never get back. It's going out. It's alcohol. It's you know stuff that just like that's me. I'm a consumer. Yeah. See, it's I, consumer and stuff. I'm and I'm the totally opposite, dude. Like we learned the hard way. I didn't have that grow. I didn't learn that. Yeah. I mean, we kind of grew up. You know, hey, we had what we needed, but it wasn't like we were. I mean, we kind of struggled, dude. There's no doubt. Yeah. And then, uh, so I didn't have that vernacular for. How to, you know, your grandpa, my grandpa was saying, Hey, you need to save your money. But what does that mean to me? Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm having a good time. 
I was making money and just spending it. I mean, that's just kind of what I did. Yep. And uh, for me, me and Crystal early on, man, dating and then, you know, not making as much money, but we still want to go out and do things. And do we, I mean, I got myself into a lot of credit card debt. Yeah. To where uh, it got bad for a little while, man. Like it was, I think we were just married or after we were married. And uh, like it got to where I got into a bind where I was like, I was Googling stuff like those credit pair. I mean, dude, it, yeah. was, it was that bad. And so I was doing that. And then uh, I had people, these collectors calling me, dude. It was like super stressful time that nobody knew about. It was like me and Crystal. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to work out. Like, I, I guess it's my fault too. Right. So I'm like, I feel like no matter what, it's going to work out. Things just kind of happen to, you know, the, the things work out. Yeah. But it was a stressful time. And then one of the big collectors, man, they called me and harassed me about something. And I had a I had a customer a customer of mine from when I worked for the Sprint cell phone days. It was during that days. Mm-hmm. He was a lawyer. And I called him. I was like, dude, I, I'm in a bind, dude. I need some help. This was going on. I don't have money to pay you or whatever. You know, he's like, no, dude, don't worry about that. What do you got? I told him everything about it. He's like, they can't do that. That's harassment. That's this, this, this. So he called them or sent a letter. Yeah. Dude, they wiped up, they wiped that all clean. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, what a blessing. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that probably did the same thing or going through that, uh, that we went through even now. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't, I didn't have that. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff you stress about for kids for college and things like that. And man, it's, it's tough, dude. We, me and Crystal learned the hard way, or I say I did. And my stubbornness was always like, it's going to work out, which it does. Uh, but man, it's, it's, it's stressful. Right. It's like, it's, it gets tough. Like, because I didn't, I didn't have that what you had. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think a lot of people too, they, they have this idea of when people say, you know, save your money that they think, you know, you got to save 20% of your paycheck in, in today's world, that's that's not possible. I mean, no. most people can't do it when they're, you know, when they're settled and in their jobs, maybe. But, you know, being, you know, 18 to 40, I mean, that's just hard to do. Well, I mean, we got kids sports. Yeah. That's, dude, just alone with, like, uh, your gas bill, yep. water bill, electricity bill. Like, dude, that's all. Like, me and Chris were talking about that. Like, she's like, hey, I asked you about some stuff with the account. She's like, well, all this stuff went up like crazy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just, we kind of just let it go. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, crap. Like, yeah. you move savings over. I mean, it, you know, you get in those binds. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Even sure. when you make good money. Yeah. Uh, you can, if you don't pay attention to it, like I, I've gotten those spots. Yeah. And it's tough, man. Like it's a, it's a, it's a bad place to be because one, you're embarrassed to talk to about with people. Yep. And that makes it even tougher. Right. You know? Most people feel like they need to keep up with the Joneses. And, and yeah, dude, don't get me wrong. Like, I try not to do that, but yeah. we do live a certain lifestyle. Right. Uh, and we probably need to chill out on some of that, too, you know? Yeah, But do sure. a lot of buying, and you don't think about it because you're like, oh, I'm making money. I'm doing this. I make this money a year. Yeah. I'm going to get this bonus. And then, you know, hey, two years, I didn't get a bonus for because COVID and, you know, mm-hmm. but... It's just part of it, I right? Mean, if the company's not doing like what it should be, then you can't expect to. Yeah, and the irony of of it all is, the more money you make, the more things you buy, and that's what people that, have to stop doing. That's that's my problem. I get I get people that tell <laughs> me all the time, "Oh my my son or my daughter is about to be out of daycare," 
you know, that's going to be $800 a month that we save. More I can spend. They don't do that. They don't do that. I, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, we're opposites on that, and I think it's a good conversation to have because I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with that. Yeah. And, dude, I, we still have problems with that. Yeah. And it's it's tough. Like, it gets tough to where it's a uh, – it's not fun, dude. I mean, yeah, it, it gets no. it gets super stressful, uh, just because dude, there's so much, and the kids are just more expensive. Everything's more, right? Uh, everything they want, like you know, hey, Christmas is coming up, things like that. You're like, oh man, you dread those kind of things, which you shouldn't, but it's yeah. just part of it. You yep. know, it's it's tough for everybody. I would say on a small on a small note, uh, to kind of bring this full circle, you know, doing small things. Every bank offers something where let's say you're a debit card user if you are bad at saving money do not use a debit card and if you are okay to save money do something called a roundup which every time you buy something you know it's ten dollars and 27 cents well then they'll put 73 cents into your savings automatically so they round up to 11 so that little bit sounds like a small amount but let's say you buy something five times a day which is easy to do and you're getting 50 you know 75 cents whatever it is you're gonna save you know three four five dollars a day just on what you on what you purchase that's twenty dollars a week i mean that's a bad thing it's so easy to swipe a card I roll roll up the Starbucks, seven, eight bucks. Yep. And I feel like it's nothing. Boom. Boom. You go and have drinks or dinner with friends, 150, 200 bucks. You're like, you go out to eat with you and your two kids at Chick-fil-A, it's 50 bucks. Yep. And you don't think about it because it's fast food, but you're like. You think about it when you're laying in bed and you look at your your credit cards. Exactly. Uh, Uh, And so, you know, even going back to the food nutrition part, when I was doing that, I did save a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Because I'd buy a few pounds of chicken, a few pounds of ground beef, cook it during the beginning of the week, and I would eat that throughout the week, me and Crystal. Uh, and so it was. It did save you some money, like so. It was actually saved me money to eat healthy, right? And, no, and sure. you knew what you were doing, like yep. it, it just it kind of helped. It kind of helped you get a little more strict. But like I said, I wish I could. I need to put that to work in my finances. Yeah. Because it gets, dude, I'm telling you, it's, it, it gets real, you know? And it was fun. To, right before we started filming this, we just crushed Chipotle. I know. I mean, I, slaughtered I'm, it. I'm still trying to. Dude, we messed it to Chipotle people. Nobody answered. Us. Nobody answered. I, I think uh, maybe they, I think they have something where they're not allowed to if be If anybody's seen media. on Instagram when I asked about somebody who might work for Chipotle, we're looking for somebody on Chipotle we can have on the show because we love Chipotle. And we're not going to like make fun of Chipotle no. or say anything disparaging. <laughs> all we're going to do, we just want to talk to somebody and share our love. That's all we want to do. Oh, man. So, uh, the other what? part. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Are we skipping? No, to no, the next no, one? no. Okay. So the other part of this was um, the financial advice is how to start a business. So I guess we can. I mean that that starts with a good plan. Yeah. Uh, and you got it. Do you got to have some freaking way blows, dude? Yeah, you really do. And there's never a perfect time to start a business. Do it, it now. That's hey, that's like even having a kid. Yeah. Because when we were younger, me and Chris were talking about, hey, we're gonna have a kid. That's, 
And my dad told me this. I remember this. One one of the good things my dad told me. He's like, man, because I was like, you ever think about having a kid or just waiting? He's like, man, if, you, if you're going to wait for the perfect time to have a kid, you're never going to have a kid. You'll never have Because you're never going to be financially perfect. You're never going to have the perfect house or anything to be perfectly set. You, you, if you're going to have kids, have your kids, and you're going to figure it out. Yep. And that's really, I mean, that's probably the same way with businesses. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, this ain't a, this is a business for us, but we kind of like, we said we start, we stopped farting around and like, we just said we're going to start it. Yep. And we're going to figure it out along the way. Put a day. And that's what we did. Do it. Yeah. Did it. Um, and there's a lot of stuff we talk about every day. Yeah. Uh, ideas. It, it's I, a lot. I think that's the most important part is most people, they have this idea, you know, I want to make like a, I, I want to make a business sell that sells ice cream. Great. So they're constrained by that business. Yep. And what people fail and they don't understand is, is if you take 50 self-started businesses 90% of those are not going to work. Yeah. One of them will. I guarantee you one of them will. So don't go into something saying, I'm going to start this business and see what happens. You go into it, you start a business, and then you build businesses out from there on out. So using the Dale Not Dale podcast, um, our LLC, I don't think Dale or myself have ever said podcasting is the only thing we're going to do. There's been multiple conversations of what would derive from that. There's yeah. clothing companies. There's, I mean, there's so many, it's, it's so many avenues. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's more we want to do with it. I mean, like I said, we're having fun with this, but we really want to make this into something more and, uh, you know, build this up. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I do have an entrepreneurial mind. I don't have entrepreneurial capital or, uh, <laughs> or like, you know, that's, I have enough people, like, if I really had a business plan, I have plenty of people I could go to and probably get funded. Yeah. But that's a big undertaking to where you're going to put your blank on the table and yeah. do it, you yeah. know? That's it's that's the tough part. Yeah. Like, a, you know, this is different. This We haven't sunk much money in this. No. But if it was something that, like, a real startup, uh, dude, it's... That's, that's daunting. And we'll do anything we can to not borrow any money from anybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Except for Lindsay's mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would dime me out right there, man. No. Um, yeah. But that's, that, that was some good. That's some good stuff, man. Like I said, you know, hey, I know you're probably expecting us to be silly and funny, but these are questions like yeah. this stuff. Like really, this. These are good for me to talk about because, like I said, I'm talking about stuff that I normally wouldn't talk about or put yeah. out there. Yeah. But that's. That's the realness of what's going on. Yeah. Whoever asks us, if you're thinking of starting a business, do it tomorrow. File an LLC. Get with your uh, – do it. Do it now. Yeah, just go all in. Yep. Uh, and be smart about it. Yep. But It costs you $500 in the state of Texas to put an LLC together. Yeah. And it protects every asset that you possibly could have. Okay. So, like, if we say something right now and it makes somebody go and, uh, you know, d do something, do harm to themselves – they could sue our LLC, and uh, guess what? It's not worth anything. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> uh, uh, just give it a month or two. So I did get a – so actually, you know, some of the, I got a few questions from people I know personally or some fans of the show from uh, OutDaughter that I've connected with. And so this one, I think she was kind of being funny, but I said, I'm still going to ask it on here. I'm still going to talk about it. And she's like, I'm a new mother-in-law. I want to find out a balance between being kind and funny while presenting the 
you hurt my daughter, I will come for you. And that's from Mandy. And so... uh it's a great question. Dude, I mean, we're going to get there one day. We'll yeah. be father-in-laws. Yeah. I mean, you'll be to a girl, which is easier. I, I mean, yeah, I'm a, to a son. Huh? I'll be to a, I'll be a, f- yeah, okay, father-in-laws. That's what I'm saying. I will gotcha. be, I have a daughter. Yeah. So it'd be a little different. I mean, we're, it's still the same thing, but it's a little different when that's your daughter. Right. Uh. Yeah, so I get that. Like, I don't know, man. I, you want to be, one, you, you don't want to be a monster-in-law, Mandy. No. You know? You yeah. seen the, you seen those movies? Yeah, they don't play out well. No, uh, you know you just got to hope that your kid picked a good mate that's not a you know a piece of crap. You know, and I don't think I'd walk into it or that you have to uh, like assert your dominance of your your love for your child. Um, if this person is a good person, they're gonna see it. You don't have to say it. Um, and if said person's a Barry Manilow fan, he's got you one over, Mandy. Yeah, that's, we know that. That's true. Mandy's so. a big Barry Manilow fan. And I think every I think every uh, person that gets married knows that they're if they have a loving f- mom and dad or aunt or uncle, they are they already have the mindset of if you hurt my daughter, I will come for you. Yeah, I mean, and it's easy to say. Uh, it's just so cliche. It is. It's very cliche. It is. Uh, but uh, you know, like for me, whenever me and Crystal got married, dude, I, I didn't have, I didn't come from like a big family gathering family, right? But hers was, and dude, I instantly, I think they love me more, than Crystal, anyway. I guarantee. Uh, like Christmases and Easter's and Thanksgivings, uh, yeah. you know, I just kind of went in there, stole the stole the spotlight. That's <laughs> yeah. just what I do. <laughs> yeah. But no, dude, her family, like they they welcome me in right away, and like I love them more than anything, and uh, you know, so hopefully that'd be. You know the 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 son-in-law will be like that to your family, yeah. And he'll just be a member of your family. You won't even think of him as a son-in-law, right. you know, because you, it's one of those things where as long as you're not a shithead, you should be good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, honestly, I mean, those and those happen. That's, that's the yeah, that happens. And quite honestly, when you meet somebody, that it, when a when a in-law or a possible in-law meets somebody, just remember. That is the best you will ever see that person. Correct. It 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 it's not saying that they're going to turn bad, but that is the best. It's like a job interview. Everybody is their best in a job interview yeah. for the most part. Um, and you know, if he turns into be a a shithead, yeah, then you kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad advice, <laughs> dude. Once you said the LLC ain't worth anything, you just let it fly. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Dude. Not, hey, we'll figure it out. Oh, man. But great question. Next one is... From no, this is this this is going to be more so down your alley. No, you can probably answer better than me. I'm terrible at this. I'll, I'll answer to this. So can you give advice on how to stop going on electronic devices, electronic devices, which I'm assuming is going to be social media. I can't. Um, so Dale can't. So I can tell you this. Social media is all made up. It is not real. So if you are into those things, I am. Um, Dale's into it, then, you know, do it, but set boundaries. I will be the first to tell you that I was one that would constantly sit by my phone and I would 
you know, wait, if anybody called, they, they knew that I would answer. If anybody texted me, they knew I would answer. And I was easy to get a hold of. Um, I got to a point, which we're going to talk about it in, in, towards the end. I got to a point where I, I had a cutoff. Like, I turned my phone on silent at night. Yeah. And if somebody needs me, they, if somebody needs me, that's, I, I hate to say it, but important enough, they have my wife's number. They have my parents' number. Yeah. They have everybody that can get a hold of me. I'll call um, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah. Rachel will get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, that's one of those things. I mean, it is, it is an addiction. Um, yeah. And it's we're in, a, we're in a world now where things are so easy. You know, you can Google it. You can look. And you, and, I, and I find myself instant doing the same thing. Gratification. It's instant gratification. It's, dude, it's the worst. So I haven't watched that Social Dilemma movie yet. It's, on Netflix, it's scary. Yeah. So we had some friends that are like, dude, you need to watch it with your kids. Yeah. I was like, I know it's gonna scare me too because, dude, I'm wrapped up. I mean, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, we're on TikTok, we're on LinkedIn. Yeah. We have Snapchat. I don't mess with Snapchat, but I mean, dude, like everything. MySpace. I got MySpace still. I still got to aim. Yeah. Still, I still instant message people. Did, didn't have, did we talk about it? What's your what was your first aim message? It was like T bird. A message? Uh, no, it, I mean, not message. Username? Uh, handle. It was like T bird something because we were. It was from we were some nicknames in high school. Mine was Vaughn underscore YM ninety nine after Young and Modern Magazine. That was uh -oh. the first magazine I was ever in. <laughs> that was how douchey I was. Uh, I love it. It's carried on. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, for me, man, it's tough. Even, and it's the classic case. I can be on my phone. Chris gonna be on the phone, and then she puts her phone there. She's like, "You're always on your phone." Yeah, I'm like, "You just put your down." Oh man, that happens. That pisses to me. me. Oh off. my god, that is such a double we need, standard. We we need to start putting our phones in the other room. I'm like, okay, well, go ahead, you start it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, the bad thing is, for my like, so you you can turn your phone silent from my line of work. It's twenty four seven because it's in the refineries and plants and like, dude. There's, I mean, I, I've get, I've gotten calls middle of the night, two a.m. on New Year's Eve night or New Year's night. Yeah. What happens if the, What happens if you don't answer though? I don't know. I'm not going to not answer. Well, could, yeah, if you if you they don't would, know, you they try would call back or they would try to call like our office number. I, I don't know, but that's a big part of our company is, is service, and that's that's what you do. Yeah. So I, I've been in that game for I've been in the customer service world ever since I waited tables, then went sprint cell phones, and then yeah. industrial. I mean that's how I've built my business from customer service, right? And that's just a big part of it. And you know, so you have your anxiety of that of like I don't miss a phone call, yeah, because uh, that could be the call you've been waiting on. I mean that that's the that's the truth of it. Yeah, somebody your competitor didn't have it, and they call you. You're the guy. Boom. And how you, often does that happen? Like, the, how often is it that somebody calls, and it is, <clears throat> I guess a, a large opportunity. Let's say, let's say you get, let's say you get ten phone calls. Yeah. How many of those are mm. not life changing? Dude, they're 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 few and far between. But that's what you that's your the whale. Like it can happen anytime. You never know. Yeah. So you don't want to gamble that, honestly. I mean, for me, I don't. I'm too like I'm very, you know me. I'm very particular. I'm very like structured. Like I get on my sales guys that work for me. I'm like, dude, if you don't answer your phone when I call you, there's a problem. Well, if you don't kick it to a message saying I'm on the line or I'm in a meeting, at least to know I you acknowledge it. Like that bugs me with my my the guys that work for me. So so you have a sales rep that's sitting across from an executive of Exxon, let's say. Yep. And they're doing a sales pitch. 
you call and they don't answer. You want them to text you? To no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying yeah. that doesn't happen as often either. Yeah. But it's just the, it's just the optics of not answering your phone. You're like, well, you're not answering my phone call. How do I know you're answering the customer? I mean, that that's what goes through my mind. You had trust issues. No, I, well, yeah, I'm, I don't like to. I, I'm big on. I do delegate, but I'm very particular, man. I'm very. I know how my business needs to be run. And I want them to be like me. It's yeah. tough. That's tough because I can't. They can't be me. Yeah, that, that's the thing that me and my my best friend from, and I work with Jacob Marso. We we fight about. Uh, we both because like, we can't make these guys be us, but we still want them to be. So it's it's a constant battle we do. Right at work, you know. Yeah, it's like how can we get some guys like us? He's like, well, like the owner said, you may not. We're not gonna find Adele and a Jacob. And like we get lucky and Avon. Yeah, you might get lucky and find those people, <clears> but they're not. They're either gobbled up or some of those guys used to be that and they're past that point now. Right. And so that makes it tough. But back to the electronics. Yeah. I am. Dude, my phone's on all the time. I'm on it a lot. I'm on it I'm on it way too much than I should be. Uh, it's not a FOMO thing. It's more of a... It's easy. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's just a... You can find out what your neighbor's eating for dinner but when uh, you open your phone. It's not even for that. It's more for... Uh, Instant gratification. But I'm not trying to look at other people's stuff. I'm, I'm more so reacting to, say, somebody sends a message or somebody, yeah. whatever, or we post something and we're waiting to get, like, all day today I posted that thing. I'm waiting for, I'm like, I'm checking it, refreshing it every so often. And I'm sending those things to you, boom, boom, yeah. boom. Uh, and it's more of that. It's not like I don't go through like oh I can't wait to swipe and see what they're doing. I, I don't that doesn't really excite me except on Facebook you see your friends' kids and stuff like that which is cool. Right. Uh, but it's a tough and it is very addicting. It is. And I don't know how you break that. It. I mean I I like unless you never, do a cold turkey. I so mean, I did. I had a Facebook in 2006, July 24th of 2006. I had a Facebook. July 24th of 2007, I shut the Facebook off because I knew this is this thing is turning into something that's not real for me. I quite honestly, and this isn't because I don't care, but I'm not interested to see how y- you and your husband's life is so great. Well, the, not, hi- the highlight of their life. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not, it, I, that stuff doesn't, interest me what actually does interest me is which if i would be on if i would be on social media i can tell you a, a fact of what it would be i'm gonna post the real stuff if i'm having a bad day i'm gonna post you know it's been a tough day blah 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 and it's not because i want somebody to feel bad for me it's because i'm gonna i'm that's my life i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna portray it on social media yeah. the same way um and it's just one of those things like i just it, it's just not and real it's, but me. some people do overboard with that too though they, I mean, yeah, but it's all, it's all for, it's a lot of attention. I, I get it. Dude, yeah. I do stuff. I post stuff intentionally for people to see it, like it, comment it. That's just a right. part of the world we're in. Yeah. In the world I'm in, uh, right, wrong or indifferent. That's just where we're at. Right. Uh, could I limit that? Do I need to limit that? Yes. I yeah. think I would be a happy, I'm not a happy person, but I, it would be, I would probably be more productive. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean really, it, it takes a lot of it, it takes does. a lot of way. I it mean, does. you know, it's just like um, a study came. out. This is going so off canter, but I, I love it. There was a study done about twenty years ago 
that if that people who smoke cigarettes Mike. were costing $20.2 billion a year to businesses for unproductivity. Because if you think about it, that's 15 minutes of X amount of people that smoke and the amount of money that they make, you know, it, it's not like they're taking off. They're getting paid 15, that's 15 minutes of, right. of smoking, right? Um, it's the same with uh, electronics. People sit at their desk, and I see it all the time. They yeah. sit at their desk, they're on their computer, and they're an IT person, and they've got their phone out and they're looking at Facebook. Yeah. Like I, I, I see it. Like oh, dude, I'm guilty. I mean, like I said, and everybody is. There's yeah. nobody that doesn't, unless you don't have it. I mean, that's just how it is. So, yeah. I, I don't have any good advice to stop, except for you got to just do it. Yeah, try but, it, dude. I, do, I need to try it. Do seven. I mean, not necessarily for you. You know, do do seven days with no phone. See how you feel. Um, and this is answering the question. Uh, and also, you know, this is one thing that I was going to say too. We live in a world now where a lot of parents parent their children with electronics. Yep. So their kids unruly, their kids screaming, they're upset. I'm taking your iPad. Yeah, ta- I'll take your iPad. But really and truly, they give them an iPad so that they stop doing those things. Yeah. So you're telling a child, for you to stop crying, I'm going to give you an iPad. But then you're going to punish them with not giving it to them if they do something wrong. I mean, there's there's a problem there, yeah. and it's going to make people. It's going to make kids be addicted to. Oh, I, dude, I've seen social. It. I've seen it. My, I took it from Mackenzie one time, dude. She freaked out like a crack fiend, dude. Like, yeah, it was scary. I was like, dude, this is bad. And then uh, something happened a while back. She was. We took it from her for about her phone for about uh, two weeks, mm-hmm. and dude. I think she enjoyed it because one, like after the initial like day or two, whatever, yep. then she was good. And yeah. then I, I feel like she was because you're not in it. You're not in it, right? Thinking about it, doing stuff, texting people. I mean, they got group text with forty kids on there. I'm like, how can you even keep up with this? Yeah, it's like our group text. It's like you can look down. You got ninety six missed messages between our wives and friends in that group text. You're and like, by the time I look at it, I. We're on to a new subject. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, just well, stop. Just stop doing it. Yeah, Isabel, just just try to not do it. I mean, like I said, there's no other way to do it except for just cutting it off. Yeah, or delete the apps. You know, just for for the wall. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Christina. Needs she needs advice from getting over a messy breakup. I honestly can say I never had a messy breakup. I haven't either. I so I, I don't know except for uh, you know hopefully you're not one of those people or your ex is one of those about uh the drama. I mean, I've seen it in friends and other family members, right? And it I can see. I mean, it's, it can get messy. I so I think like okay, I haven't had a messy breakup. You haven't had had a had a messy breakup. So I'm like, how can we give somebody advice about that? So I think what I've just realized is there's a reason for that. If you have a messy breakup, regardless of whose fault it was, whatever happened and it's messy, you were with the wrong person anyway. Cause I, th- I firmly believe yeah, it was that, toxic. If, that if you're having a relationship with somebody and it becomes a messy breakup, that it, this was the wrong person anyway. Cause I don't, I just, I don't foresee myself yeah. ever having a messy breakup. So me and Chris have been together 
20 years. We'll be married on the 20th, 15 years. I know y'all just had anniversary. Yeah. How many years is that? 13. 13 years. Uh, I put her on probation, by the way. I don't know about y'all, but me and Crystal being together 20 years, dude, we never had a we never had a break. We never broke up. We never had one of those times you're like, all right, we're going we're gonna to call it off for a little while. We, we never had that, thankfully. I mean, yeah. it was just we made everything work. Yeah. And I think that's the testament to us being together 20 years is we've made it work. Like it's, it's hard. We'll go through some tough times. You go through some stressful situations. We just went through that not too long ago. And, uh, but you, you figure it out and you got to work on both sides. Dude. It, it's not, it's not all freaking honeymoon stage, dude. It's, it's, it's a, it gets real life. You get roommates for a little while and then you, you get back into the groove. I yep. mean, it's just part of it. It is the, it's the, the life cycle of of relationships and i and i think in this and by no means am i saying this to to sound animalistic but if through through evolution of of humans we're actually we're legitimately animals we are not made to be monogamous so when they talk about relationships being work um that that is work it is work to be monogamous to somebody Cause you, you want, there's, there's many things out in the, in the world and you know, not everybody has everything. You might think so, but the problem is not everybody has everything. You will never find the perfect person. So I think people tend to maybe stray away from marriage, whatever it is, because they're trying to find something for some, you know, greener pastures. Yeah. And there's not. Yeah. Yeah. don't, but I am going to be on next season of Sister Wives. Yeah, I know. I cannot wait. We're announcing this live. Nah, Sorry, Chris. I, I love that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sometimes you got to water your own yard. Yep, that's right. And they're all crazy. And, they, uh, and guys are all weird. I mean, we all got our quirks, man. Guys, yeah. men and women, they're totally opposite and they're all the same. Yep. I mean, it, it is. It is. Men, it's, we're simple creatures. It's very, yes. Even when you're not sim- like, even when you're not simple, we're. M- I have a very s- simple wife. I mean, not simple in, in the terms of she's not needy. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. not like you know. She's not extra, right? She's not extra, but I am much more simple than that, and I think that that is that causes an issue every now and then. Yeah, like why well, don't you seem like you just don't care? Well, I I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You know that. You, know, you, you cooked. You you cooked dinner and you made it dinner. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, do you like it? It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's not great. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not great. No, it's no, not, it's not Chipotle. No, no. You heated up a Campbell's soup. <laughs> I mean, can I be honest? I mean, oh man, that's funny. The next one's great. How to become an actor? Easy. I got this. Okay, I knew you would. Uh, so one, you need to have a sister-in-law that like gets pregnant with a bunch of kids mm-hmm. and then TLC hits them up and then yeah. you go on a TV show and then like you're an uncle. Right. And then, uh, you act like an idiot uh-huh. and talk to kids like they're adults and that's how you become an actor. Oh yeah. That was, it was a long road, guys. Is that a true story? True story. Oh, okay. It's about this guy. His name's Uncle Dale. Oh. Uh, nice. cool cat. Uh, yeah, so. I, I mean, we don't. We, we're not actors. I mean, I'm not an actor. No, we're, I'm on a reality show, but like we're being ourselves. Like we're truly a wholesome, normal family to an extent. I mean, you know, I say normal. Nobody's normal. 
Right. But we're just a, a family that happens to really enjoy being around each other, have close knit cousins. The sisters are real close. The brother in laws are real close. Uh, but I mean, I'm not an actor. Vaughn was a model. I mean, he did some acting. I did, yeah. Uh, I was a Campbell's soup kid. But I, a lot of, of it, I mean, unless you go, I mean, you got, I mean, you hear about, if you listen to like podcasts, you hear about actors, musicians, they go to Nashville or, you know, country singers. Yeah. Or if you're an actor, you go to like my buddy Travis. This would be a good question when I have Travis on. My buddy Travis was a teen. Uh, he did movies young. Yeah. Star Search, things like that. And then he moved like straight to LA after high school. And that's what you kind of do. I mean, you got to go immerse yourself in that world. Yeah. You can't be from a small town in Kansas and want to be discovered as an actor. No. You got to go there. And like, you know, he was, I'm sure he was like a waiter. You know, the typical cliche things I'm a waiter doing this, I'm going, doing, I'm going to do different, uh, uh, gigs like auditions, right? You may yeah. do some open mic stuff. If you're trying to be a comedian. I mean, but you gotta be, you gotta be in it. You gotta be where it is. You can't, yeah. You you can't expect to be a big country star unless you want to be a Texas country guy, and then you got to be in the kind of underground in the circuit. Uh, you know, you you, you I watched that Garth Brooks documentary the other day. I was saying about uh, you know, and he he's from Oklahoma. Yeah, had still- a good following there. Big guy. And then he goes, like, the first he goes to Nashville. He gets there, and he realizes that it's going to be a lot of work. And the money that he heard one guy was getting paid for a month, he'd made that in a week. And the guy, he's like, dude, you make that in a week, I would go back to Oklahoma. Yeah. So, literally, he drove there, 24 hours drove back. And he's like, I'm not ready for this. And he, uh, you know, then he got his mind right and then went back. Yeah. And then... It's freaking Garth Brooks. Yeah, you know, Garth Brooks is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, I love him. But that's the thing. He, but he knew, and people knew, if he wanted to get big and being a country singer, you had to go to Nashville. Yeah. And so you hear all those stories, and if you want to be an actor, you got to go to L.A. Yep. Or, in, or New, and, York, and New York. Actually, now. Atlanta now. Now it's Atlanta. It's Atlanta's where they're filming a bunch of bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of how you got to do it, I think. And you got to know people. Yeah. You got to know people. And and I think, so for me, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak to the acting part because that was such a small amount of things that I did. But for me, it was more, you know, there's, there's print, which is You're, basically modeling. Yeah, you got it from modeling. Yeah. And I think most of that was, um, in my mind, when you're, when you're young, you're in a, you're in a, and you're in a group, right? So, you see people like, oh, this person's, they're photogenic, they're good looking, they're whatever that may be. And so when I first went to New York at 13 years old, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm I'm me. There's not going to be anybody else. Yeah. The very next day, I walked into a room and I saw that, wait a second, there's a lot of people that look like me. There's a bunch of kids with frosted tips. <laughs> I mean, there was a ton of. Yeah. I mean, all these. They're all good looking. They're all tall. They're all, uh, you know, muscular. It, you know, they were all the. They were all the same. It was a type because that's what they're casting. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to do just one thing different than the other, whether it's how you say it or it. It's so incredibly. It, it is well, a people. It's a cutthroat business. I it's, would it's, think it's horrible. I've, it's I've horrible. watched a bunch of documentaries or reality shows about the stuff you go through, and uh, dude, there. I was talking to myself the other day. There's nothing easy. 
Nope. Nothing's easy. There's no road for anything that's going to be easy. And if it is, it ain't worth it. Yep. Like, dude, I, I've always worked for the underdog kind of companies. Uh, you know, once I got into the sales world of industrial sales, which I love. Like, dude, it's hard and it's exhausting, but it's very rewarding. Yeah. I wouldn't want to work for the big company. Like, things are kind of handed to you. That's just my my personality is I want to go compete and I want to go win. Yep. Uh, I don't want somebody just to give me something because I work for said company that gets all the whatever. You didn't want to say United Rental? No. I hate okay. them. I, hate them. I did it. So I said it. Uh, so, but yeah, becoming an actor, like, dude, it's, it's, it's not easy. Uh-uh. It can't be easy because no. everybody, it's like being a, becoming a pro athlete. Yeah. There's everybody, and there's always going to be somebody better, like you say, better looking or better for that role than you. Yeah. And dude, I mean, look at all the famous people that are, older now that gets so much work done trying to stay younger yep to be in that business yeah i mean because they can't let go of it that, that well that's their whole life yep it's yeah it's it's a tough it's we're, a get, tough we're getting both talks next week i know i mean i'm trying to get back to being a campbell soup kid Mm-mm, good but yeah uh, how to become an actor uh don't I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. There's a lot of crazy people out there. And if you're doing it for money, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Dude, I man, I listened to the last Joe Rogan episode of uh, with Rick Rubin. It's all, I'm a big music guy, and I know a lot of Rick Rubin stuff that he produced. And uh, he talked about that. He's got a new book coming out. I got to get it. And uh, it's, uh, it's just, I tell you, man, Joe Rogan is a genius. He is. And the people he gets on. You learn so much from so many different people if you listen to it. Yeah. Like Rick Rubin is a big music guy, but a lot of what we talked about, what even about music? It's about creativity and how to do things. He's like, man, there's nothing in this book I talk about my my life or me about doing music or stuff like that. It's all about the creative thing about anything, starting a business. I mean, this, this book sounds awesome. We need to get it. I just sent it to you. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. So. I mean, yeah. If 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 you're called to be an actor, then dude, I mean, it, it's um, it's gonna be a tough road. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Good luck, though. Yeah, or you can just act like you're one of my nieces or nephews. Yeah, well, I'll get you. I'll get you hooked up. You know what? I know it, who is this? Melissa. All right, Melissa R. We're gonna get you a start in acting. <laughs> we got it. I am formally inviting you on to the Dale Not Dale podcast to talk about it. There we go. Now here's the catch. If my opinion is going to hurt your feelings, then I don't want you to come on. But because I will say, if I think you're going to make it, and I could be wrong, but I just want to get my opinion. And 500 bucks. And 500 bucks. Okay. Like we pay her? No, from her. Oh, yeah. It's part of business. It's, you only, Hey, it's showbiz, baby. That is, yeah. You yeah. got to pay to play. Yeah. I mean, there was a, there was a time I had a $10,000 portfolio. That's how much most people would have paid for, Luckily, I had an agent who paid for it, but ten thousand dollars worth of pictures, and people would think, "Oh, that's like a full book." Oh no, that's like seven pages. Holy cow! I mean, it's unreal the amount of money it takes to make. Put and a, that was way back a, when. That was in. I mean, hell, that was mid nineties. No, two thousand three was the last year. Oh, I'm talking about when you get started. That's what I was. That's oh what I was no! So that's the thing is they change. They you change them. It okay every you, eight so months. It's, it's got to stay relevant. Yeah. So, wow. especially when you're younger because you're, you know, aging, right? You're 
in a growth spurt or you're a yeah. little taller, you, your facial structure changes. I mean, now, I mean, I, you wouldn't have to do it as much. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get back into it. I think you should. Um, okay. This is one of the messages I got from this guy, Jeff. Uh, and Jeff always tries to troll me on Instagram, which is funny. I love it. Like, so if anybody wants to troll me and, uh, comment stuff on my post, uh, I, I welcome it. It's fun. But, uh, he asked, my friend's wife cheated on him, and he has been stuck in a rut about divorcing her or not for 10 months now. And he's like, what kind of advice do you have? I'm like, at first, I was like, that's one of those things. As a friend, it's easy to say what you would do. and uh, But that's one of the things that you can say what you're going to do unless it happens to you. Yeah. Because you can say, oh, dude, Crystal cheated on me. I'm done with her. Over with. I'm taking the kids. Da, 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 da. You know, you can say all that stuff. And then it happens to you, and I'm sure it, dude, it ain't that easy. No, you can't just cut ties with somebody. Nope. Like, and that's what he's going through. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I've never been through that. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I could say is like, and he and he's doing it right. He man, I told the guy I got his back. He either stick with her or divorce her. Yeah. But he said he's been like a shell of himself since then. I'm sure because he said he thinks the he thinks his wife is still seeing this guy. And he's not 100% sure. So he's like, man, you either got to live with that suspicion and guilt or unless you... For the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, and that'll never go away. Um, I, yeah, dude. I, I don't know what to say about that because I've never been to that personally. I've, you know, I've, I've seen it and I've heard about it through friends and stuff like that. Uh, and it's easy to have an opinion when it's not you. Yeah. Oh, dude, if that was me, I would have... No, you won't. You don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. I've uh, I've had experience with my, one of my friends going through something like this. And one thing that I can tell you, you're always there for your friends. You support them when you can. And you you have to put time constraints on it, though. For me, what I was, I was, I had somebody's back for a really long time. And it actually started affecting my friendship with, with said person. Yeah. Because... They were everything revolved around this this breakup. It was always, oh, you know, we'd, we'd go out and have a couple beers together, and oh man, I gotta go. You know, she's calling. She said she's wanting to meet up, and it's like, listen, your rut. I feel like I get it. I understand it's got to be tough. You're going through it, yeah. But I, I can't. I, I don't want to be in that rut either. So yeah, stick in until you can, and then at one point you gotta say, hey, dude, it's either gonna be you make a decision. But from here on out, I'm done talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, you can't you can't take on their their cross, their burdens. Yeah, that, that's what you're kind of doing. Yeah. Uh, I had a good friend of mine that uh, went through that a couple of years ago, and uh, for me, it was it was a sucky situation because me and him became really good buddies, and uh, some things happened between him and his wife. And really, for me, I was just. Uh, listening you're the sounding board he would call me i was way home from work and he would tell me about stuff and i would just listen to him and i'd be like man i i would just be there that's all i could do yeah and i was like man i i don't know what to tell you bro i've never been through this but this is this is my thoughts but dude take it with a grain of salt because i've never been through this you yeah. know and i was like really just let him talk i'm like dude hey man i get it dude i, I hate you're going through this say some prayers for you sucks for you and the kids it's one of those things uh but like I said, man, that's a that's a tough spot for people that you know that you care for that are hurting yeah. because 
It's got to be a sucky situation, dude. Yeah, like for I, sure. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't like you know. Even them, they tell you that I got some couple buddies been divorced. So, dude, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Like yeah. it's it's terrible. Yeah, my best friend went through that, and uh, like I said, man, it's it can't be. That's got to be tough to deal with. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, you can't. We never been through that. Yeah. I, I have no sound advice to be like, man, hey, well, it happened to me. I did X, but. You don't know until it happens to you. Yeah, it's just like say say somebody's coming to rob your house. You go, oh, I'd grab a gun and shoot them. You say that, but you don't know how you're going to react if that stuff happens. I, uh, I you don't know. <laughs> you have no clue. No, you've never been there. And there's some people that I would say, yeah, you know, I I wholeheartedly believe this person would shoot another yeah. person if they were getting robbed. Yeah, I will tell you, I would do anything to protect my family. Yep. But I can promise you that it would have mental ramifications for me for the rest of my life. Oh, I get the it. amount of guilt that I would feel. Yeah, in, no, in, and even though I ha- even though it was well, justified, I'm a very empathetic person, uh, dude. Even so, like a few years back when I first moved to Texas, I got jury duty. I went, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I, I'm gonna fulfill my civil duty. I went there and I got selected as an alternate civic duty. Civic duty. Whatever. <laughs> you weren't getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so civic duty. Uh we'll edit that. Uh, so, <laughs> I love that. But I got and it was on a grand jury for like a child molestation case. And dude, it was it was wild. Yeah. Like it was crazy to be a part of that. Especially being a parent with kids. You're like, oh man. I mean, this is this is bizarre. Yeah. Like the stuff you have to listen and endure and go through, like, man, I it, it sucked. Yeah. And then even knowing that and you have your idea, like I was an alternate, so I didn't have any say in the deliberation or anything. And this guy got a bunch of years in prison to where I was like, you know, and then his reaction when they said it, like, dude, I've like, as much as you feel like what a piece of crap that did this to a child then you actually then you feel for that person too for what they're going like dude it's you feel more so uh, for their for that person's yeah, family yeah because it it, it involves it, it doesn't just affect him yeah and it doesn't just affect the little girl yeah. it affects everybody yeah. and that family was torn apart and dude it was a tough it went on for a week and it was a tough week man it was uh I was brutal dude I like I, I hated it like it was one of those things where boring it's well, not, it's not it's not for somebody who want doesn't who likes to stand up and do things all the time. Yeah. It was just more of a, I mean, I learned a lot about the judicial system and things like that, which was cool because you learned a lot because yeah. you heard a lot and you did a lot of things. But, uh, that, that's just kind of going back to the empathy part. You know, like I, even though the guy, you know, was convicted as it and got the sentence and then you see his reaction, like you still feel for the human being. Mm hmm. Because, you know, he could have been a changed man, and this happened years ago. Yeah, but it still it doesn't make it better. It doesn't You still did the crime, and he's paying for it. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, as another human seeing somebody going through that, it's yeah, it's tough to not – you can't just think about, oh, he's whatever. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't have that in me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm the same. But, uh, uh, I think in that case, though, I – I'd, I'd be I'd I'd be totally okay depending on no, the scenario and, and and I was I was at peace with it I mean I didn't make the decision but yeah. I was at peace with it but I still I guess it's just more of the how the reaction was and then you hear that as a 
and the families around. There's a lot of stuff. There's just right. there's a lot of emotions going on. Yeah. Uh, just crazy. Like stuff I would have never thought I'd had to go through. And I was like, man, I do not want to do this ever again. What was that? We were talking about the cheating wife. Oh, okay. but yeah, I guess our our opinion is. You don't know what you're going to do till you go through it. I, I, I can't. Yeah. And always fulfill your civic duty. <laughs> Our civil duty. Our civil duty. If you get, <laughs> if you get sued in small claims court, you need to do your civil duty. I mean, you got to show up. Judge Judy will get you. <laughs> you got to show up if subpoenaed and you got to stand in, in whatever, you know, plaintiff or defendant. You, you keep talking. I'm cutting this whole part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Oh, man. It was a blooper. All right, Marissa asked for relationship advice. I think we kind of touched on that. We kind of did, yeah. Uh, saying, that, "Hey, a, a, a relationship that you want, you got to work for it." Yep. And you got to put in the time. You got to sh- have affection, show love. You got it. Uh, like they you always say, you got to keep dating your spouse. Me and Crystal still go out. We do things. Uh, you know, we do a lot of things as couples. Yeah. As well. Just because I think it's it's good to have a long time, but it's also I like having fellowship. I like having our friends around. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're like me. I, I like having an audience. Yeah. The more people I can make laugh, the better. Yeah, dude, that's and right. It's, and it's more people to pick on. It is. I mean, pick on Lauren and Mike. That's yeah. Better. Oh. T- <laughs> so easy. Yeah. So I mean that that's our best relationship advice. I think it's uh, nothing's easy, man. You got to joke around. And you get, yeah. With your spouse. Oh, I got, I had Crystal pitch yesterday. So Crystal comes home last night uh, with Kinsey. Today was like 80s day, and she had a Nirvana shirt. I'm like, Nirvana's not an 80s rock band. Well, I looked them up. They were formed in 1989. I'm like, they are not an 80s rock band. Well, I asked Siri. I'm like, Siri's not always right. Siri just said when they developed their band, they don't, they're not, uh, they're not known as an 80s rock band. Yeah. No, they're you not. Can, Ask a thousand people, they will tell you no. They were in the grunge era. They which were was in at nineties. Yeah, they're the one that killed eighties rock. Yeah, that really. That's what they were. The grunge, their their music killed eighties rock. Yeah, that's exactly how this even plays out. Their era trumps that. The big hair bands go away. Grunge, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, those all come out. God, he was a great artist. But dude, I made some. She, so me and Chris were like, she was getting pissed, and I was joking about it, and uh. Oh man, I had her going last night, and Kenzie laughing the whole time at me picking on Crystal didn't help. He, you know, speaking of Kurt Cobain, um, his MTV Unplugged live. Oh, great! Unplugged that and Allison Chains is the Unplugged when he sang the song. Um, oh God, in the pines, in the pines, and sun don't ever shine. I shivered all night through. I, I don't remember exactly what the name of the song was. That was the most like emotional feeling yeah. I've seen like watching and then we can tell the dude was hurting I mean, yeah uh, and, then, and then Red Hot Chili Peppers live at Slane Castle God I like Red Hot Chili they got, they got another double album coming out they, that's their second one Rick Rubin was talking about he he produced both of those yeah they got this year eight months apart they have two they had a double album come out at the beginning of the year and they got another one about to come out yeah so that's a lot of music yeah uh, but uh, what were we just talking about on that relationship advice no, about the music thing. God dang it. Well, Nirvana's not at 80s. Allison Chains? Uh, no, Nirvana's uh, making the album. You got to look that up. They have an episode of making the album, making the lithium album. Yeah. 
And dude, it's so like, and they they would play like the guy talking about he's making the music and this, and he would play just the lyrics of him singing, like how haunting and like, dude, it's just they were a great band. And then he, you know that that one song, something something's in the way or something. Something's in the way. Yeah, yeah. that that song. I'm a great singer. And they were talking about it. He's like, hey, we need you to sing this like, kind of breathy, like you're out of breath or whatever. So Kurt Cobain. Puts the mic in the air, lays flat on his back, and sings that part. And then they play it. You're like, oh man, that's how they got that sound. Yeah. And it's just, it's what, like, I love documentaries on bands. The Eagles were my favorite ones. Uh, there's a bunch of them. I, I just, I like watching documentaries on bands because you, you get to know what they were thinking, how they did music, how things kind of came about. Dude, that just interests me more than anything. I like reading autobiographies. I like reading about people. Yeah. And so that was a that was super cool. Talk yeah. about Nirvana because like, man, and they're not an eighties band, Crystal, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I to take full circle on that one too. Relationship advice, you need to be more like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> no. Him <laughs> <laughs> and Courtney prior loved, to ninety two. Him and Courtney Love did not have well, I don't know. She loved him. Yeah, she touched great one. Uh I think this is a good one for you. I, I I haven't experienced this myself. I don't believe. I don't really have this. Uh, if I do, I suppress it internally. Uh, but somebody asked about advice on anxiety attacks. Yeah. So this one, I, Dale actually texted me a screenshot of this question, which is something that, um, you know, obviously I, I joke around and, you know, things – everything's funny to me. I get it. But, um, I have from the time I was seven years old, I have, I was diagnosed with something called generalized anxiety disorder. So essentially what it is, is you have, you're, you're anxious at all times. I, and I, everybody says, well, what are you anxious about? I don't, I don't know the answer. Yeah. I don't know what I'm anxious about. Um, so I've, I've was geared for people to ask me that for years, what are you anxious about? And I always tried to find something. I always in my mind was like, you know, it's, it's this because I wanted to give somebody an answer yeah. to tell them. And, um, you do not find the answer of what makes you anxious. It's little things that set you off at all times. And, um, I can tell you that I have been through many things in my life and I would not, I would never wish anxiety upon, upon my worst enemy. Yeah. It, it is, it is, it is debil debilitating. Um, so I can tell you what I can tell you from my experience, I can keep it relatively short. Um, for me, so anxiety, anxiety is what is what essentially pushed me to, to not drink alcohol. Um, I got to a point in my life where um, I was having significant amount of anxiety and, and it was it was caused by it was it was hangovers. I would get really, really bad anxiety and I would have panic attacks. Well, what I started noticing happening was is I can tell you that of any medication that is on the the market, um, alcohol works the best for, for people that yeah. are extremely ang anxious, yeah, I get that. which is a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I stopped drinking alcohol. Now I won't say that anxiety completely has left my life, but it is, it is one of those things that I can contain a little bit better now 
Um, and you, you have literally got to find, you've got to find ways and it's different for everybody. Some people it's working out, some people it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's sitting there looking at, you know, making an, and putting ideas together on paper and messing with spreadsheets. Like it keeps my mind off of it. Um, but just know that it's, it's never going to go away. People don't get out of anxiety. It never goes yeah. away. You just have to know how to tame it. Um, yeah. So I've never personally like dealt with it. If I have, you know, I can't say I've, Never got anxiety about things, but I don't know. I guess it was, I never had that. I don't remember that as a kid or not enough to where I'm like, okay, I need to go to doctor for it. Yeah. Uh, but I guess that's kind of even me. Like I'm not a big feelings guy. Yeah. Talk about my feelings with people. Talk about my personal life with people. Even yeah. when I'm in struggling, like I, I won't. Even with Crystal, me and her have problems talking about stuff. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of relationships are like that. Yeah, is uh talking about issues, you know, and that's something we you want to get better at with your spouse, uh, or even with close friends, you know. And I, I've talked to you about things that yeah. I'm more vulnerable about, uh, but I'm not really never been that guy. Like my dad wasn't that guy. I just wasn't. I'm more of like you know, hey, be the macho man and yeah, just roll with it. I've how I've always been. It's not the best way because you probably suppress a lot of oh yeah. A lot of stuff that'll come up eventually. Yep. But I think the anxiety thing, I never really experienced it. I didn't uh you know, I was naive to it. I thought, oh, it's just people just they're just being pansy. You know, I mean that's that's how I felt back in the day. I was Cause like, you, yeah, because you didn't have anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're you're naive and dumb to it because you you haven't experienced it or seen it right. with somebody real close to you. Yeah. And you're just thinking, oh man, that's just something you, you know. That's just mind over matter, dude. I just I pull up my bootstraps and I'm gonna go. You know, that's yeah. that was my mindset. Right. That's kind of how I still act. Yeah. But I know that that's a very clinical thing that people. I mean, Crystal deals with it. I mean, yeah. you know, and uh, and I still don't. I don't get it. I, I'm I'm uh, sympathetic to it, empathetic mm-hmm. to it, and I understand. And uh. You know, it, I, it sucks to have to take medicine for that stuff, but I get it. I mean, she tells me, or I've talked to other friends, or you, you know, and I get that this is a real issue. Yeah. It's a big, it's a, it, I guess the best thing is since the mental health thing has come out for men to talk about and be open about, it's probably been a lot better for guys yep. uh, that deal with it because before, you know, it's like, oh man, just you're being a, you know, whatever, P-word. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, that, that's easy for somebody to say that's not dealing with it. Exactly. Uh, and I've been more, uh, I guess, conscious of it and cognitive I, 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 of our friends that have it and mm-hmm. you see it and, uh, you know, you hope your kids don't have that. Yeah. Because uh, Hal McKenzie had some anxiety as a younger kid. Bronson has some separation anxiety sometimes. You don't like being without us if there's in a crowd or go. I mean, it's just how he is. Yeah. And it, it sucks, you know, you like, and you try not to be a jerk about it. Like, man, just do, you know, it's, but you can't explain your innards, how your yeah. chemical and your mind and everything right. works. And that's what I didn't get for the longest time. Yeah. And I was kind of a, not a jerk about it, but in my mind, I was thinking, oh, dude, they're just, they're just not strong people. Yeah. But it's not that. Yeah. It's like, you know, my friend Anthony, I'll be like, man, yeah, I'm having, you know, just like having some really bad anxiety. He'll tell me, Willis, I don't understand it. You just need to, just let it go. Don't be stupid. 
<laughs> and you know, honestly, I in this, I guess to to Elizabeth, advice on anxiety text, very simple. Talk about it. Yeah. Bring it up. I mean, don't bring it up all the time. Talk about it. Yeah. I, I can tell you that anybody that brings up their anxiety, I I find common denominators of what they feel and how yeah. I feel. I still don't know what causes my anxiety. I just know that it happens. But I do know that there's some good that's come about it. Um, I am I'm extreme. It, it, over, I'm overwhelmed with anxiety about not being successful. I'm overwhelmed with anxiety of not moving something forward and making it better. Those things drive me. So I use that anxiety to my to yeah, success. It's, it's a driver for you. Yeah. But that not everybody does that. Some yeah. people some people go in a dark hole and they just sit in it. They shut the world off. Yeah. And that's not healthy. Yeah. I mean, it can't be healthy. Yeah. Like you need sunlight. You need to be out there. You need to interact with other humans. Right. Uh there's a lot of things you need to do that that could help. Yep. But shutting yourself off. And it's easy for me to say because I don't deal with that, but that's just I know there's some things you can do that could help. Yeah. And uh, talking about it, yeah, it's got to be really good. And like I said, dude, and I I am the worst about talking to anybody about my like I said my personal life, uh my marriage. Are you my, about to cry? No. Okay. Uh my uh you know, my issues that I deal with, like dude, there's People don't know the stuff I deal with because I'm not going to talk about it. I just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just not that person. You're too bro. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have to talk. Like, I'm, you know, I have, I'd have to talk some like that. That better help thing. You know, talking to somebody over the internet maybe yeah. maybe would help. You know, but I, I don't know what I would even talk about. I would probably uncover a lot of things that. Yeah. I've suppressed my whole life. You know, some people like if if you're religious and you're in the Catholic Church, there's confession. They go and they they confess their sins, and you know, some people feel good after that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same with, you know, betterhelp.com. Is it com or org? Betterhelp.com. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things, if you feel like you can't tell people, call somebody, a random stranger, a random therapist, tell them. It might make you feel better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, talking things out has got to help because, uh, and it's easy, I, I say that, but me and Chris will still have trouble communicating uh, and that's probably more me just being a prick. I, I mean, mean, she doesn't speak English. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and and she's not the best at, at at opening opening up too. Yeah. And so that makes it tough. And like, how do you get past that? Uh, I don't know, man. It, it's just this is this is an interesting episode because it really is. I mean, we're talking about some shit that's real, man. You're out of we're out of Dale's comfort zone. <laughs> I know, hundred percent. This is the stuff I constantly try to pull Dale in all the time. Like, you know, tell me about that. How does that make you uh, feel? And he's like, "Whoa, what? That's that's stupid." Yeah, let's put, like, let's put let's post something on social media. Grab kicks of football. <laughs> Dude, I love I love uh, crab cakes. I do too. I love football. I love too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, anxiety is a real deal. I don't suffer from it, thankfully. Uh, I have friends, Vaughn, my wife. I, I have a lot of people that I know that do. I mean, hell, Adam Adam came out uh, years ago. He had uh, some mental health issues. So, you know, he's dealing with having six kids. Yeah. Overnight. I mean, he had one already, but I me mean, having one to to six overnight. Yeah. And dealing with that struggle. And 
being a dad to all girls, and there's a lot of stuff you you fast forward in your mind thinking about that you shouldn't, but it's easy to yeah. easy to do. Think yeah. about man, that's a lot of kids we got to get through school, marriage, college, uh, you know. And if you deal with some already anxiety already, you got to think that that will compound right a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. And then you know if you have money issues, marriage issues, work issues, anything like that, will just help trigger. Yeah. Those things. Yep. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't have any advice for, except for if you don't have it and you have friends that do it, be sympathetic to yeah. it. And, uh, you know, maybe talk to them about it or whatever. I, I don't know what the right answer is, but don't be a jerk like I was back in the day thinking that, oh, no, they're just, they're just being weak. Yeah. They can, you can overcome that. But I can say that, uh, and I'm, then this is the last part I'm going to say on anxiety some people say, oh, well, I have anxiety, so I can't do something. Nobody can ever use anxiety as an excuse not to live. And I get, I see a lot of that in the media and stuff like that. Oh, you know, they have, they have anxiety and they, they can't do something. That's not how anxiety works. Um, if you're anxious, um, about certain things and you're using that to not do something to, to make your life better. You cannot blame it on anxiety. I right. don't care what anyone says. Um, you can be scared to jump out of a plane. That's not anxiety. That's, yeah. That's, that's just a fear. That's fear. Yeah. Um, you cannot have anxiety in, in, in not better your life and use that as the reason why. I mean, it just can't happen. So don't do it. Yeah. No. Like I said, man, that's, we're getting a little deep here on the Dale Not Dale podcast. Yeah, the last one's a little deep too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this kind of rolls into, I know you kind of alluded to it, this yeah. uh, advice from Vaughn on how to give up alcohol. So uh, every everything is situational, I think. Um, I get, people ask me all the time. So, you know, when, I, so I'm almost three years into not drinking. I, I don't foresee myself drinking um Anytime soon, you know, I'm never going to say never because when I'm 55 years old and I'm retired, I might want to sit outside and I might want to drink a uh, hot toddy. A hot, I might want to. So I'm never going to say I'm not going to. Um, some people, you know, they ask, you know, you say, oh, I don't drink. And they'll say, oh, and I say I used to. Oh, so you were an alcoholic. What is alcoholism? I don't, I don't, I don't know what alcoholism is. Um, I can tell you that I was a binge drinker. I didn't have a point to stop. I could consume a lot of alcohol. I did not depend on it. Um, but like you didn't wake up wanting to drink. No, okay. absolutely not. Um, I, I've never been that way. Like I've, I didn't drink in high school, just because I didn't like it. Like I didn't do it. Yeah. I, but I had just as much fun without it. Yeah. Uh, and I did it after, just because part of your life it's a party phase. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I. I I'm still like that. Hey, I like to have a good time. You know me. I like to have fun and kind of rage every once in a while. But dude, I I rarely do it. Yeah, you really don't. I don't. I don't care for it. Like I said, I, when I do, since I'm, you, we try to like another part of the nutrition and food thing, uh, and working out. You're working out, trying to eat right. Well, drinking will just set you back. Yeah, you'll drink and then you'll lose some stuff, or that leads to eating bad. So there's a lot of things that kind of come from that. In my mind, I see. So I'm like, man, I could go without drinking. I could, I could do the same thing. I could be, I have no reason to do it. I could do it just because of out of like, I don't need it in my life. Yeah. 
Do I enjoy having a drink with friends? Yeah, I love it. Like, yeah, it's a good time. And I, there's sometimes I like to let loose and have a party with with friends, and uh, and it's fun. Yeah. And uh, that mean the craziest thing. I, I guess part of that being you had anxiety from it. Yeah. When I was crazy drunk that night in Puerto Rico. I started getting anxiety. But then the next, like I did all kind of crazy stuff. The next morning we go breakfast and you're like, before golf, you're like, you're fine. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you don't regret anything you did or whatever. I'm like, no. You're like, yeah. you're an animal. You know? Dude, you are an animal. <laughs> that, that was my biggest but, fear. I was like, well, I was no hangover. I'm, I'm just, that's I, I get up. I'm ready to go when I get up. Yeah. I'm happy and positive and I want to go. You've yeah. seen that. I mean, that's, I didn't have any remorse or like, oh man, like you felt in the past. Like, man, hope I didn't. Get somebody I, upset, or hope I didn't do something dumb. Make, I don't yeah. even care. And, and make a, you, yeah, that's phenomenal. <laughs> um, I was complete opposite. Dude, there's a, not a lot going on up here. <laughs> my friend Jacob says he loved my quote one time. I was like, I don't think I just do. And we talked about that before. And that's it's probably not the best way to live your life, but that's how I live my life. I honestly, I, I shoot from the hip. I do everything on feel and. I just go. I, I, w- I wish I could do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm an overanalyzer. I overthink every everything I have. I put a lot of thought into it. And my it. problem is I don't think about a lot of things, but it's got me. I'm a successful guy from this. Yeah. I've been successful in business and been successful in my life. Right. So I can't say that I need to change it up because this hasn't worked for me. Dude, I, I think the way I act and treat people and do things, it's benefited my life. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that for other people. But, dude, it works for me, yeah. uh, and it's it's almost, you know, maybe to a fault at point. But, dude, I just, I'm a gunslinger, dude. I just yeah. fly by the seat of my pants. Everything I do, yep. I hate it. I hate it sometimes. Like, I would go into a big presentation for work, for Exxon, with nothing planned. No, and just shoot from the hip. Let's go. Not everybody can do that. That's I, the thing. That's a. But you got to have wit, right? We talked about that. You got to have yeah. wit. You got to have some smarts. Like, yep. as much as I feel like I'm a dummy, yeah, I know I got a lot of street smarts. I didn't go to college. I'm not a. I'm not a freaking. Like, I didn't. I didn't have that part of me. But yeah. I know I'm a smart guy. Uh, but that's the thing. I would do that. Like, I would just. I'm gonna go into a big situation, and I'm like, and my buddy Jacob Marceau, you met before. Yeah, he's the same way. Yeah, we're like, I'm gonna wing it, and I'm gonna figure this out on the fly. Dude, and, and it works out, but you got to be able to think on your toes and figure out shit quick. And yeah, know. yeah, that it, I, it's it's fun. I would rather, but I, but I regret it sometimes. I'm like, God, why can't I be a little bit of structure? Yeah, <laughs> I I mean, I I know sales presentations, that stuff. I, I I really do wing most of that because you don't want to sound salesy. No, or you don't want to be a robot, right? Uh. And a lot of that changed. I had a I had a sales guy came through from LSU trainer. His name was EJ, and uh, man, he did a he did a sales training for our company called the Mind of a Sales Warrior, something like that. Yeah, Mind of a so, yeah. And dude, it just flipped everything I knew about sales over. Yeah. On on presenting sales, not how I I mean, and, and kind of how I sold. And uh, because we would do them presentations, and somebody from the company like, oh yeah, well this company we've been we started in this year, we got this year's of experience. He's like, nobody gives a crap, right? Nobody cares about your features and benefits. Like I do pumps. Nobody yep. like 
Yeah, so does my competitor. Can you move one thing from another thing at this at this rate? The pumps are the a lot of yeah. the, the pumps we have are the same as our competitors. Yeah, they're just painted different. So, yeah. no, and you're they're already using it. Yeah. You're not bring unless you're bringing something new to the market that they don't know. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just he's like, and so he got it. Like, man, you need to go in there and get these guys talking. Yeah. Use their words against them. And don't pitch. Slap them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, use use their words against them. Like, get them talking early. Ask any... Man, he had us... Dude, one of the crazy things, and I still ask people, I'm like, hey, if you could if you could sprinkle some magic fairy dust on what you're currently doing with X and make it better, what would you do? Man, I would... If I could, I would do this. Okay, well, hey, our company, this is what we do. Boom, boom. This, and this could help you here. This is how we can show you some value. It's all about value add. Right. And, dude, I'm telling you, like, it's just something that you knew it, but you never thought about it, and it was so easy. He's like, hey, do this stuff. If it doesn't work, call me, and I'll buy you a Coke. So if it don't work, call me, I'll buy you a Coke. And so me and I, mean, I had a sales presentation like two days later for a plant. Scratched it, redid it this way. And, like, the plant manager said, man, I see value. I mean, dude, he's like he said a buzzword that we wanted to hear. Yeah. Like, a big dog. And me and my buddy, we, like, looked at a couple of schoolgirls laughing. I was like, holy crap. Like, and I emailed the guy. He's like, oh, I mean, he's in, he was in, like, Buenos Aires doing a sales training. And uh, emailed him. He's like, I told you. I'm like, holy cow, dude. Like, it's just. It works. Yeah. I got the book still. Like, I'm like, dude, it was, it was so cool because uh, – what you don't want to be is a nerdy sales guy. You know that. Right. In any in any facet of selling. If you're, or try, if you're trying to sell and they're not going to buy. No, dude. You can't be that guy. Nope. Uh, you see it and you hate it. And I love selling to sales guys because I'm going to be the cool dude that they want to do business with, not the little nerdy guy that's reading out of a pamphlet of what to do. I, t- I tell my sales team all the time how we got how we got to this from drinking is incredible. <laughs> how we tell our, <laughs> what I tell my salespeople all the time, we do the exact same thing somebody else does. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. The difference is them. Yeah. It's the salesperson. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And that's a big part of me about answering my phone and doing things. Uh, the biggest compliment I'll get from customers like, dude, hey, I know I'm, if I need something, I'm going to call Dale and he's going to get it done in one phone call. Yeah. He's never going to tell me no. He's right. going to tell me, if I call him, he's going to say, man, I don't know or yes. Yeah. I never tell anybody no the first time unless I know it's something far-fetched. I'm like, man, I don't do that, but let me see if I can help you out if I need you, if you need me to. Yeah. Because they know. I've had somebody, tell me, I had somebody tell the owner of my company that at, at a hunting trip one time. They're like, man, I know I can call Dale, and he's not going to tell me no. He's going to say, give me a second. Or he's going to say yes, or he's going to say, hey, let me figure something out. And he'll call me back with a solution, or he's going to say, I can't do it, but this person can, or yeah. I got another idea. Uh, and that's the best compliment you can get as a, as a salesperson. Yeah, Because, sure. you know, you want to be that one-stop shop. You don't want them to call your – 800 number or whatever you you want to be the man yeah that's just the ego part of being in sales pumps on pluto <sighs> pumps and hose baby pumps and hose so yeah, yeah so that's why i'm on top drinking yeah so todd <laughs> yeah, yeah todd I, I mean you just got a sales lesson yeah. um so listen there here's the thing coming from somebody who doesn't drink anymore it is so easy to drink 
it is so Very. easy to get into the trap. It's so easy to hang out with people that do it. It's fun. I get it. You there's, can get you can get alcohol delivered to your house now. Yes, I mean there's many, many, many things in the world that are fun about drinking, but I can tell you, if your life is worse if you stop drinking, then I mean it. It, it won't be. Yeah, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one. I don't think that would be somebody's, except for Burt Kreischer. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's always one. But yeah, hey, you know, there's never a time. And obviously, if you're asking on how to give up alcohol, you're struggling with it, uh, dude. The, the, what I tell did, you, did you just cold turkey it? I, yeah, cold turkey. Wow. And I remember the exact time. I remember the exact day. I remember where I was. I remember what seat I was, and I remember who was with me. And I had, I started getting really panicky. It was at 2.34 a.m. on January 2nd. Lindsay was sitting to my right. My buddy Josh was sitting across from me. And I remember saying, I know what's going to fix this. And I'm going to stop drinking. And I have literally not touched yeah. any alcohol. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't know you drinking. Yeah. Like literally... I was around the same time that we met and became friends. Or you were like just phasing it out or just around that time. Yeah. And then when we were kind of, when we hit it off and became good friends, yeah. you were already done drinking. Yeah. And uh, I and I was one of the I was one of the the best drunk people ever cuz I nobody could tell. Yeah. I mean, I would be <laughs> hammered. And nobody could tell because I spoke the same. I I said the same jokes. I mean, yeah, they were a little bit worse, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, nobody could tell that I was like hammer. I ne- I was never. I never made a fool of myself. I See never, me when I get drunk. Uh, you a rage monster. I just get wild, dude. I get God. more. I get more fun. You go full Louisiana when you're drunk. I get more fun, but uh, and I and I don't regret anything I do because I still I am still I, the biggest thing I think I could say is. And anything I do in work, drinking, partying is my awareness, my social awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm still very aware of what I'm doing. Yeah. Even when I act like I'm not, it's more of an act to, you know, you kind of amp it up. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very aware. Like, that's one thing I'm very self conscious about is awareness. Yeah. And you're, you got to know your audience. You got to know, you, you know, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, plays into that you're you when you get drunk you act drunker you amp it up yeah and i i think that probably has a good balance because if you look back at people who actually are too drunk what does every too drunk person tell you oh i didn't i didn't drink that much and i'm yeah. like oh other <laughs> other than you um you know you've crapped your pants um you are literally walking on one leg and you're speaking in cursive yeah uh, yeah, you didn't you, you didn't drink too much. Yeah, dude, and I, I would do that. Uh, we would go out sometimes, you know, over the last few years, and I would just get like a Topo Chica or club soda and lime. Yeah, to where you know how it is. I get tired. Like if I don't want to drink, I, I I'm not gonna be peer pressured. I'm 39 years old. Right. I care less what you say or whatever. Yeah, what you have drink? I, I don't want to drink. I don't care to drink that much. So you do that, it just saves a lot of extra BS. Yeah. Uh, and I have no problems with that, doing that in a bar. Right. And so, because I really don't care what people think. But yeah. I, I do, I do, I drink, you know, obviously we're customers all the time. I drink Topo, Chico, and Lime, and nobody says anything. It just saves, 
uh, it discussion. saves the conversation. I know. And them thinking you're being a weirdo because yeah. you're not drinking. And then they want to say, oh, so why'd you stop drinking? I, honestly, I don't have a fun <laughs> story. Like some people, they're like, oh, well, I found God. I did. I know I didn't do any of that. I just stopped drinking. Yeah. Like it's yeah. there's no fun story behind it. Um, you know, and sometimes I throw them off. Like it's somebody I'll never see. Um, you know, they'll say, you know, how, what, why'd you stop drinking? I'll be like, oh, it's a, it's a tough story. Um, I, I'm in witness protection. I can't really tell you. Um, <laughs> I should but, be out here. Yeah. Um, there's nobody here with guns, right? <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just like, I don't have, I don't have a cool story to tell you. Um, yeah. but I can tell you, I, I feel better. I, I look better. I'm m- much, much more focused on work and business and podcasting. Um, podcasting. I'm a better husband, better father. That's what thing. That's what drinking does for me. Did for me. You you think you're having fun, yeah, but you're missing the things you don't realize. Yeah, and you're hurting people that you don't think you're hurting. It, yeah, you you know it, it's easy for somebody to call you on a Monday night and say, Hey, do you want to come over and watch football? And you have two positives. Oh, I can drink and watch football. And then you leave and then you're not home with your family. And then you just miss, you miss things like, you know, I've missed 15 minutes of, of, uh, one of uh, my son's baseball game because I was playing golf and drinking. Yeah. Like that's yeah. 15 minutes. I, I never get know. back. Well, you know, I've always had, well, he, sh- he struck out. We'll, thankfully. we'll wrap this up here. Uh, <laughs> Dale's getting but, impatient. No, I've always had a big, like I'm always, I'm real big on work life balance. Yeah. Drinking's never not a priority in my life. Never has it been. Never will it be. Yeah. Uh, I like to work. And I like to get done my work, and I like to have my time with my family. Yeah. And I like to be home. Like I like to be home, and see my family, my wife. That's uh, just how I've always been. I wasn't that sales guy that did happy hours and late night drinking stuff. I just didn't do that. Yeah. I did. I kicked those guys' butts. Because I worked during the day, and they know they could call me. They took care of me. I wasn't the little entertainment guy. I was the guy that they would call when shit hit the fan that it was taken care of. Yeah. And I, I'm proud of that because I just didn't – there's a lot of guys that do that. And I, more power to them. That's just not me. Yeah. Never was me. I wanted to be home. I didn't like being away from Crystal and the kids. Uh, so, like I said, I, I like that balance. Yeah. And drinking's never been – like my parents didn't drink. My mom, I think she's had one sip of alcohol in her whole life. My dad, he don't drink. He had he'd have a six pack in his uh, icebox that lasts a year. Oh. So I never I never seen it growing up either. Yeah. So you know that's a big part of it. Your environment, you see. Yeah. That's a big part of it too. Uh, and I just you know I didn't think it was the devil, but I just it just something that I had just as much fun without it as yeah. I did with it. So. It's been an hour and 34 minutes, dude. Dude, I knew that was going to get deep. You were talking 20 questions, 25 questions, I think, at one time. We, you? uh, you really opened me up, man. I talked about more stuff than. We had 10 questions. Yeah, but they were good questions. They were. Uh, this is not your typical podcast that we do, but I think this was a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, here on the Dale Not Dale podcast, we found out Dale has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, Danielle and them are going to like to hear this one. Cause, oh, good. I can't wait. Cause I'm, yeah, I'm not a big feelings guy. Dude, but yeah, I, 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 we've gotten to the next step in our relationship. I really dude, appreciate you. You're about to pin me. We're, I really appreciate you sharing your feelings. I know. Well, you know what? This is an easy, comfortable way to talk about stuff yeah. uh, and get it out there. 
and it's you know hey if it helps people out good if not yeah. it's just I, it's probably healthy for us to talk and for me to get stuff out uh you know there's still a lot that i've that you put on guard but yeah. uh there's a lot of stuff that man I, I i've never really spoke about with anybody yeah just because it's just i think it's just how i was raised and how i've always been you know yeah. and no better time to do it when you about Ten thousand people are going to know about it. Yeah, I'm not worried. Uh, I think this was a relevant, good episode to do. Uh, we appreciate everybody that wrote in questions, and I hope you listen to it to uh, hear it. Yeah, we didn't say your last name for your sake, of course. Uh, if you want us to, we can. Uh, but no, other than that, man, it's been fun, dude. Nice. Hour thirty five minutes. This is. Dude, it's been a good one. I knew it was gonna be a good one. We had a few tangents too. We but. did. We went way off. I mean, we went alcoholism or or, or alcohol, alcohol to sales to sales, and then somehow brought it back to alcohol. And and those they really don't mix. I mean, they do. They I mean, shouldn't. Yeah. But uh, no, man, this was this was good. Uh, yeah, I think some people learned some things about me. Maybe my family members will listen to this and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope Crystal and mine all talked about me and her, but it's all good. Yeah. We we appreciate y'all writing in for sure. Uh keep yep. it keep it coming. Ask questions. Yeah, if y'all like this, I mean we're open to doing this more. Uh yeah. I don't know, man. I want to do live callers. We will do live callers. Okay. We're getting we're gonna that's this that's, week this week set up a Google number. I, I knew you were gonna task me with I it. <laughs> yeah. Your delegation <laughs> only works to people that work for you. <laughs> I don't work for you, I work with you. So I will put a list together okay. of things you're going to do and of things I'm going to do, and it'll be halvesies. Okay, just put the Google one on your, your side. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. And I will put everything else on your side. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, man. Well, good, dude. That was fun. Yes, it was. It's awesome. Um, appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Yep. I hope y'all stayed to the end to listen to everything. And uh, if you did... You're entered for a drawing to win some money from Vaughn. Yep. So I'm glad you stick around. Stuck Absolutely. around. Yep. But uh, other than that, man, we'll kick it to the music and get out of here. See ya.